everyone. Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. Growing your business is the name of the retirement plan game. How can you target high-quality leads, attract prospects, increase productivity? All that and more in this episode of the 401k Marketing Podcast. Host Sasha Sibrian is the Product Manager for Retirement Plan Marketing at 401k Marketing. Her guests, Joseph Caprera and Michael Magnin, are with Plan Pro, a company with the mission to grow your qualified plan business. Sasha, tell us more about Joe and Michael. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. I'm excited to be hosting today and sharing the stage with our guests, Michael Magnan and Joe Caprera from Plan Pro. We're going to hear the story of why the 401k space and how they can help all of our listeners improve their retirement plan business. So let's get started. So nothing says sexy like the TOL Form 5500. <laughs> Joe and Michael, how did you two get into the retirement plan industry and why data analysis? Yeah, sure. It's it's a good question and kind of a very niche place to be for sure. There's kind of two two answers to that question. Number one is how do we get into the space in the first place? And then number two is how did Joseph and I kind of meet too, which is a funny story as well. I have a background in fintech. I used to work for a big data and analytics provider called Investment, and I have a master's in quantitative finance. So way more math than every human on earth probably ever wants to do, including myself. It's funny, in, in my old job, I was working directly with asset managers, specifically the institutional groups within them, and then the really large advisors, which are called consultants in, in this space, so like Aon, Hewitt, RVK, and helping them to analyze pension funds, sovereign wealth funds, everything of the big institutions that have a lot, a lot of money, the, the, the Boeings of the world, really. And it was great, loved my job, but it was funny, you know, I, I knew the investment space again, but it was a little bit, a little bit distance from my everyday. And one day my mom, who's a nurse, had been a nurse for years and years, asked me, hey, Michael, can you, you know, come over? I want to show you my statements for my 401k plan or my 403b plan. It was a hospital. And, you know, tell me, am I doing okay for retirement? And I went over and I helped her and I started making suggestions, looking at her investments. But I pretty quickly realized that she was kind of handicapped in terms of what I could tell her to do outside of it, uh, there wasn't really a ton that I could do to help her. And it was a little bit frustrating. And so I kind of started going down a rabbit hole of looking at who's running these plans. You know, it's the advisors, is there data on them? Can you understand, does this plan have, you know, certain features that are better for the participants or is an advisor actively engaging with the company and the plan and the participants period. That was kind of the spark in my head and, and having this background in data and the industry started, honestly, the first thing was just going to the DOL and, and downloading the data and, and kind of slicing and dicing it, as boring as that may sound. But with that initial kind of spark of what can we do with this data? Is there a way that we can better understand the companies and the people out there, like my mom in her hospital, that maybe weren't being served to the best of, of the ability by the providers working with, with her, her hospital and the company? because she never even really had an experience with the advisor or anybody educating her at all. There's so many Americans who are in that same position. As cheesy as it is, the way that we got into this space was myself and my co-founder, Haysom, having the tech and the data and the product skills from working in the fintech space, the investment space, but seeing kind of this, this need and this opportunity to really 
at the core of what Plan Pro does, it's, it's very simple. We're connecting advisors who are motivated to help plans and the participants that they work for, which is of course what it's all about. We're just making it easier to, for them to connect with the plans that like my mom's hospital that need help. Yeah, that's kind of the genesis of, you know, just our background and, and loving data, trying to make it just easier to use, you know, because advisors and then the plan sponsors are working with, nobody wants to dig into a ton of data, at least at first, right? You kind of need to boil up everything that's relevant into, into human terms, normal conversational language. And that's kind of where we see ourselves in the market is, is helping advisors to have those talking points and the contact data to be able to do that with the companies that need help. And you mentioned that you and Joe met in a funny way. Can you yeah. tell that story quickly? <laughs> yeah. So I'm good friends with Joe's older sister, Catherine, and, and her husband, Jason. So I was went to Italy for a wedding of Joseph's sister to her, his brother-in-law with my wife and our, at the time, one-year-old daughter who streaked on the plane the entire ride over from Atlanta to Milan is where he flew into Went there, had started Plan Pro not that long before. Joseph was our first employee, you know, full-time besides me. Yeah, we were in Tuscany on this amazing, like, villa, basically, celebrating the wedding of his sister and, and brother-in-law, drinking great wine from the area, started talking. And because of that wedding in Italy, that was kind of the whole genesis for us, striking up this relationship and and seeing that there was a partnership that, that we've kind of built in, in terms of him coming on board with Plan Pro. That sounds incredible. <laughs> you guys start Plan Pro. What was the aha moment that you guys knew that maybe you were onto something really unique for the industry? Yeah, yeah, good question. There's definitely been a lot of those along the way. It's funny, you know, it, I would be very embarrassed to show you Plan Pro the software that we built when we first launched it about three years ago. It was a free version initially. One thing we're very proud of and, and we love doing is we've continuously innovated on the platform to build it into what it is today, which we are very, very proud of. Probably, you know, along with that, you know, with our journey of developing this software to help advisors, you know, identify those plans that they can help is, is, is just getting the positive feedback, you know? So the, I can remember the first few times where we had clients say, hey, I use your database. And because of that, I was able to get these meetings. And then, you know, the, the end benefit to that, you know, the best ones are, hey, I was able to close a client last week because of, I found the contact in your database and I had a talking point and, and that's what got me in the door. And now they're a client. So when, when we started to hear that feedback from advisors, that was kind of the ultimate just kind of feeling from our end that, okay, we built something here and now we're at a good place to be able to, to offer some value in the market. That's so good. That That's always the best feeling when you get that positive feedback from your clients and you're like, yes, we're on the right path. My next question has a little bit more to do about what's inside the platform and the solution. Can you talk to us about the report capabilities and tell us how advisors can use them? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's really neat, you know, working regularly with advisors. There are a lot of different examples that come up of, of ways that they're, you know, leveraging our reports to either start a dialogue with a plan sponsor or bring more light and shed more insight into where they're at today. We actually 
Uh, we're speaking with a client just last week who became a client not even three weeks ago at, at the start of the year. And he said, Joe, it was so cool. I just had a call on Tuesday where I actually got the treasurer at the company on a conference call. I shared my screen with him and I actually walked him through the plan profile that you guys had for their retirement plan. We talked through all of the plan insights, which include, you know, either red flags or other just areas of opportunity where they could better improve it. They went through the fees tab and, and he was just shocked saying to himself, like, I can't believe there's so much opportunity for us to save money just on fees alone that you guys are having here. So that was a really neat recent example. There's another great example. We've got an advisor who oftentimes will, will kind of start his outreach by calling different plan sponsors and saying, hey, wanted to let you know that I recently saw your latest retirement plan filing and I noticed that there's a great opportunity for you guys maybe to example um, save on fees that you're paying today with your plan. I'd love to follow up and share a quick report with you. So we've got a, a lot of different ways to customize the report within the tool. Oftentimes we'll just take a snippet, you know, maybe one page like the benchmarking that says, hey, this is how your plan stacks up against other plans of similar size. And then also other plans that are within the same industry that you guys are in. Um, and that's often one that gives them a nice visual to really understand, hey, you know, there, there clearly seems to be some opportunity for us maybe to, to be along more with, you know, our industry or our other plan size peers. And then one other one, unfortunately, this is a, a, a pre-COVID story, which is <laughs> something we definitely hope advisors will be able to get back to soon with that situation improving. But we've got another client who works out in California. About a year and a half ago, she hosted this event in Hawaii for all of her industry-affiliated prospects. So before she went... She printed out a report for every single plan sponsor that was going to be there. And when they arrived, there was a packet that included a number of different materials, including the, the plan pro report for their retirement plan. This advisor talked about how much positive feedback she got from people taking a look at on that first page of the report and the plan insights, asking questions like, hey, I didn't know this was a red flag or I don't understand what this means. Can we have a conversation about it? We also, too, for investments, we'll give some fiduciary ratings based off of some high-level analysis of how those funds are stacking up to their Morningstar category peers. And we're going to give them an A through F rating based off of that data. So there were other people saying, hey, you know, I don't like the fact that there are a number of funds in my lineup that are getting an F for some reason. I want to have a conversation with you and figure out what needs to be done to change this. So there are a lot of unique ways that people can leverage the reports, but I think those are a few examples that kind of highlight both the the, the digital remote use of it and, and that in-person interaction as well, having a positive impact. Yeah. And, and I'll, um, I'll add to that a little bit, Joseph, as well. You know, I think there's a couple of themes that are pretty consistent with how people have success with, with using reports or, or just prospecting overall in the literally hundreds of advisors that we speak to about this. One is, you know, understanding your audience, which can dictate a lot to how you're going to use data, if you're going to use data. And the other is that the consistent theme that we see among those who are successful is, is keeping the messaging very simple. You know, in terms of your audience, the way you might speak to a CFO is going to be different from a head of HR, from an owner. Should you use data points? Should you not use data points? Um, the industry they're in, 
all that context is really important in the prospecting process. You don't kind of potentially sound tone deaf or just kind of give people too much data that, that you can tell from some clues of just knowing their profile, if it might be relevant. The other piece, keeping it simple, you know, although data can be very powerful and we really try in our reports to make it, to boil it down into simple but meaningful concepts, the people that we see, the advisors we see that are most successful with kind of being armed with some talking points on the plan and some opportunities is they're very well equipped and able to keep the messaging very simple and turn it into an opportunity. You know, not speak to necessarily a number of issues, but hey, here's an opportunity for you. I'm going to put it in language that makes sense to you as a CFO, that makes sense to you as an owner, that makes sense to you as a head of HR, which is a little bit of kind of messaging tweaks, you can you can make your prospects and your outreach that much more effective. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Knowing your audience is so important, especially when it's on a case-by-case scenario. To kind of piggyback off of that, can you guys tell us a story when a client used your tool to win a new retirement plan client? Maybe a story that sticks out to you the most, that's most memorable. Yeah, there was a really neat story I heard actually just a few weeks ago. I was checking in with uh, one of our clients who's up in the Northeast. Last year with COVID, kind of first putting people into lockdown and, and remote work, he started working with us, but recognized that prospecting maybe wasn't something he could devote a lot of time to. But he said, I still went into the platform and there was one list. Um, that I ran, you know, he put in some parameters like in his local market um, plans of a certain size. And he was looking for some particular red flags um, that he wanted to target plans that had those issues. So he he pulls down from Plan Pro the small list, looked through a number of the plans that came up in the Excel file, read through some of the insights, and he picked out three individuals, uh, one from three different companies. He told me that he wrote a, a custom email, very personal, to each of those three individuals, kind of detailing, hey, I've looked into your plan. I wanted to let you know that there's an opportunity here for us to improve some of the certain features or you know benefits that your plan is offering the employees today at your company. So of those three emails that he sent, one of the individuals responded and he told me just a couple of weeks ago that, that that individual that responded ended up having a meeting with them. And now that that company is a client of his today. So that was that was a really neat one to hear, which which I think, again, kind of speaks to what Michael was talking about, the importance of being very targeted and very personal, you know, at, at a high level, people want to feel connected with, they want to feel like that they're being spoken to, not that, you know, necessarily you're someone who is is on a list of a few hundred or a thousand other people that are all getting the same templated message. So that really speaks to the importance sometimes of quality over quantity and how it can have a really good ROI. Advisors have success in a lot of different ways understanding the market, you know, and, and shifting the messaging and the approach that they take, whether it's, you know, to one individual or maybe to a group of people. So a good example of someone reaching out to a group at a time and having success, there's a client of ours out in California who told me he was doing some different emailing campaigns to individuals he found in our database with plans that had high administrative fees. 
And it was, it was great over the summertime. I reached out to him and I said, Hey, how are things going? You know, your renewal's going to be coming up in several months. How are things so far? Just wanted to check in. And he said, yeah, I've got some great news. We did one of our first campaigns and we actually just this past week closed two clients who ended up taking meetings with us and then going through that process of coming on board. And what I really appreciated from that when he said, you know, even even one of those plans, if that's all we had closed from that first campaign we did, that's already paid for the software itself and shown us how valuable a tool like this can be when you use it correctly. That's so good. Yeah, it definitely speaks to the quality of the data. Just the advisors, just like what you said, really understanding the power of targeting rather than, you know, doing a huge campaign, really just honing in on the few plans that they find within your guys' platform. That's a great story. Both of those stories are awesome. Next question is actually a really good question, probably my favorite question. What do you feel retirement plan advisors do exceptionally well today, but they don't really get credit for? I would say, you know, I think this is something that a lot don't get credit for. I'm sure some do as well. Um, but, and this is also, I think, why both Joseph and I really enjoy working with advisors is we talk to a lot of advisors and almost all like, genuinely care about their clients, you know, and, and are frustrated when they see things that are not going right for a plan or people aren't engaged with the plan. And, and that, I think, is, is one of the beautiful things about this very niche industry. You, you kind of can't just stumble into it. Or you, you can, but if you're going to stick with it, there's usually a reason behind that. So we see just so much care for the plans and the employees of those plans is really what, what it, the care is for at the end of the day. So that's something that we just enjoy being a small, small part of kind of make helping make those connections with people. And it's just a, a cool thing to see and, and makes our job like that much more rewarding to be a small part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, ag- I agree with that, Michael. You know, at, at our core, Plan Pro's mission is to bring more transparency into the marketplace and by doing that help help good advisors identify retirement plans that need the most help and and get them in touch with them and and we see that with all of the advisors that we work with they really care about not only the clients they have today but also they care about the needs of these retirement plans that they're not working with and they're saying hey i i can clearly see an opportunity that's there for improvement or a weakness that i could turn into a strength for this plan i want to reach out and I want to start a conversation with them. So one of the things we see as a trend with a lot of our clients is as soon as they subscribe to Plan Pro and begin working with us, rather than pulling you know, those target lists for the prospects they want to go after, the first thing that they're doing is they're actually looking at their own clients in our database. They want to say, hey, you know, from, from Plan Pro's very objective technical analysis standpoint, how does our plan stack up against others in the industry? Are there red flags or are there other things that kind of indicate plan health could be improved upon? One good example that that same client of ours in California that's working um, within a particular industry, she ended up finding one of her clients in our database who said that they were non-404C compliant. So she reached out and spoke to the head of HR over there, who's the the plan administrator. And she said, hey, um, I want to have a conversation with you about this. It appears the plan isn't isn't 404C compliant. The head of HR responds, well, actually, uh, we are 404C compliant. And then our advisor client had the opportunity to educate 
that plan administrator about how to properly file the 5500 and make sure that everything was being properly docked. I think that, yeah, to Michael's point, that's that's what we really love is just seeing our clients take such great care of their clients. It's fun for us to have an opportunity to try and help them, you know, bring on bring on more clients and, and take good care of those other plans out there that really need it also. That's great. Yeah, we love clients that care about their clients. Definitely makes the whole experience uh, a lot more rewarding when you see your clients improving as well. Last question, kind of a fun one. Um, if you look out five to 10 years from now, how do you guys see the industry changing? I think there are a number of different things, positive things that are happening in the industry today, kind of indicating what direction we're headed in. You know, firstly, over the last couple of years, the DOLs continue to put out more regulation that's bringing more transparency into the retirement industry, which is really important. This transparency helps advisors understand how well our plan's doing. Is this someone that's, is this a company and employees over here that are being well taken care of or should, hey, we reach out to them and speak with them because they clearly have some issues that need to be remedied. So I think that more transparency is always better. It's going to help both the employers, the ones who are offering these benefits to their employees, understand how good of a job are we doing with this. And then outside players, you know, like the advisors out there, they can find those plans more easily that maybe do need some help and reach out to start that dialogue. I think also, too, within the market, the the states, like with the Cal Savers movement, states are taking into their own hands, this regulation that's going to encourage small business owners to more readily begin providing retirement plan benefits to their employees, which is which is really important. You know, it's interesting. One of my colleagues, uh, Connor, actually shared this article that came out. So the finance magazine Kiplingers did a recent survey of households who were pulling savings out of their retirement plan or actually taking loans from the plans that they were invested in. Over 31% of Americans withdrew money from their 401k plans last year because of COVID. Um, And 27% of Americans actually borrowed money from the plan. So retirement plays a very integral part into everyday Americans' financial stability and success as they get older, as more retirement becomes readily available. The good thing is it's going to provide more opportunity for the great advisors who are out there working with retirement plans that want to expand their book of business and, and you know, kind of spread their services to these new players that really need the help. So those, those are a couple of things, you know, I've reflected on that I think we're headed towards, which are really positive for the industry. Awesome. I love that. Well, those are all the questions we have for today. You guys are great. Thank you so much for joining me today, doing the podcast. It was great to chat with you guys and just always continue the conversation and educate our audience on what is out there as far as the sexy DOL form 5500 and all those (laughs) different options for data. Thank you guys so much. A quick question. Where can people find you? What is your website? Yeah. Website is planprofessional.com. Or you could just Google Plan Pro. We should be right up there at the top of your Google results. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining. And we'll see everyone else on the next podcast. Thanks, Sasha. Yeah.
Thanks. Thank you for hosting us, Sasha. Thank you, Michael Magnan and Joseph Caprera of Plan Pro. Who knew? Brought together by a wedding in Italy and great wine. And of course, thank you, host Sasha Sivri and a 401k marketing. To know when more episodes of the 401k marketing podcast are available, it's easy. Just subscribe. And you can also share a link with friends and colleagues. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed. 